0: Oh, come
1: on! James, what time is it? Well, relax. It has only been five minutes since you last asked me.
0: What? Dr. Blue was supposed to see me 45 minutes ago. What's taking him so long?
1: Dr. Blue always takes this long with his patients. It's why he's so expensive. He is very thorough. You said it was serious, so I told you we're not going to go to some crappy white-green bulk build clinic.
0: Well, it's a good thing one of us earns enough money for private health insurance. And you, you're sure he'll believe I'm you just because I'm wearing your clothes? Yeah, look, he's distracted most of the time, so as
1: long as you don't, you know, interrupt his vibe, he won't notice a thing. Are you Are listening to me? Walt, you need to let Can him- Did
0: you hear that? I know that song. Yo, listen up! Here's a story about a little guy that lives in a blue world! What the
1: hell? Well, keep it going! Now!
0: And all day and all night and everything he sees yep. is just blue! That's like it. him, inside and outside. This is so strange. James, are you alright?
1: This song, it's, it's about me. It's beautiful. <laughs> that Was it the clutching my pearls?
0: (laughs) I'm so sensitive about this, please. I
1: really relate to Dr. Blue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's a little blue guy in a blue world. Welcome to the Get Commanded podcast by the Greensboro Commander community. It's the GCP by the GCC and POG, Palms Off Gaming, sponsor of this podcast. We're all uniting forces to help you to have better games of Commander. I am your host, Walt.
1: And hello, Commander players. I'm your other host, James. Now, we know what is going to happen very, very mm. soon. There's going to be a transmission of some kind that's going to tell us what we're going to tell all of you lovely
0: people. It'll probably, the transmission will probably come from someone who looks a lot like those guys in the video clip <laughs> for Apple. Apple, I flew by <laughs> Apple 65. <laughs>
1: but before we get to that transmission, I did want to remind you guys, if you love what the Get Commander podcast is doing, helping you have better games at Commander, and you want to support what we're doing well there is no other better way to do it than by going to our patreon page it's got some really really good benefits there's a bunch of things that you can do like play games with us Mm. get deck advice
0: from us yeah even Um, request a transmission you can become a space commander yourself yes it's a very
1: prestigious honor all you got to do is Pay the Patreon website some money. 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 Oh, just just money. That's all you got to do. <laughs> but look, you can check out all of those awesome benefits at patreon.com slash Podcast. But Walt,
0: should we get to the yeah, blinking green the, light? The and light then, is yep. blinking. We do have an incoming transmission from the deep depths of the galaxy from the Space Commanders. It's time to get commanded. The ideal length of a commander game is shorter than you may think, and you should take steps to reduce your average game time.
1: Short, sharp, to the point. Like... Our games should be. Yes. Um, <laughs> I like the oh, The efficiency I see. in the Space Commander's Command. Really outline their position. I on see. It, I think. It's, it's
0: poetic almost. <laughs> um, so they want us to have shorter Commander games.
1: Well, I think. I don't think they want us to have shorter Commander games, but I reckon what they're doing is collating a bunch of data from Commander games in general.
0: Right. And I
1: think they're seeing Commander games just get longer and yeah. longer they, and longer. They
0: did say the ideal Commander game mm. is shorter than you may think. They also didn't give us a time that they... So I guess we'll have to... Maybe we'll get to that, of what we think the ideal Commander length is. I've game got some is. opinions. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we should probably cover, like... There there are a bunch of reasons that I have heard people say they they hope for shorter commander games. Mm. Um, I guess what are the kind of kind of things that stop us from enjoying those really long games? Because we've all talked about it. We talked about it on this podcast before those three four hour long episode um long games that we've played in the epic battles where there's five and board wipes. Some of them
1: are incredible to play through, and absolutely. some of them I'd love to sit through longer and longer. But like there comes a point where like. I don't know, like, I'll get hungry, for example, and I'll just want to leave so I can eat some food that I haven't touched in, like, two, three, four hours. you know
0: what we like more than playing Commander? Eating food. Yes. Um, (laughs) That one's kind of a requirement. Wait Uh, for
1: the next podcast. Get culinary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in a similar vein, like, something that we need to do, uh, I've played late night games where I have eventually needed to sleep. Um, if it goes late enough I I, I gotta do that
1: I have played many commander games with you where it gets to a point where you look like you're falling asleep at the table yeah Um, I do get like that yeah but like look this is the thing we're all like we're not unfortunately we're not 16 and in high school anymore yeah. playing commander at 3 30 mm. where just after school it we're adults now we work we have yeah. commitments we, we have to find to time so usually we invite you know the way i usually do is invite people around i'll cook them dinner or yep. something and then we'll play some commander but then yeah we're adults we need to get home we need to sleep so we can go to work the yeah. next day we don't
0: <laughs> have we don't have endless time and in a similar vein actually um, we, we play a lot of our games at a game store out in Correct. Greensboro, yep. hence Greensboro Commander Community. Um, and the the store closes pretty strictly at 10 p.m. So I have
1: to often at times tell people to leave, the, take a photo with a board state in yep. your hand, and <laughs> play at home later. Yep. Or...
0: <laughs> get get out of here. So we we have had games that have gone so long we're pushing that 10 p.m. mark. It's 10:05, 10:07, and the guy working the counter, our very good friend Luke, um, starts to turn off the lights in the store just to be like guys please I know I love Commander you love Commander go home I desperately want to leave this
1: store I've been here Luke's been there for a lot longer than we have somehow I don't
0: think he gets paid that like extra seven minutes either I have a funny feeling he's paid till 10 and uh, everything after that is optional shout
1: out to Luke and all other local game store owners that like just just let the players finish the game. Honestly, yeah. big shout out to if you're letting us finish a game that you yeah. can see is ending soon. I love it when game store owners do that. A
0: hundred percent. A hundred percent.
1: So what are some other things that like would make us want to end the game?
0: I mean, like We have only a certain amount of time in a week to play Commander. And I often have, like, multiple decks I'd like to play. And sometimes, just based on, you know, the time people have available or the store closing, Mm. by the time you finish that one really long game, you can't even get in another one. And I'd much rather play, like, two shortish games than one really long one are you in the same boat on that
1: yeah 100% i mean we both have a lot of decks and we would generally like to be able to play test the different strategies yeah. or the edits that we've made to decks recently Yeah. but even on the topic of like preferring to playing 2 to 1 a great example would be like you know attention spans Oh, yeah. I'm not super long. Like, my partner is currently um, going through the process of looking for an ADHD diagnosis. And they've admitted to me multiple times that it gets to a certain point in Commander where there's so many things on the battlefield and the Mm. board stays complicated. They just cannot focus for longer than a certain time period. But if a game ends, then they can go, like, get a drink, Mm. reset, come back with a fresh pair of eyes for a new game. Yeah. And I think that, like, you know, my attention span is probably Mm. not like, as bad as my partners, but... I would not be able to sit there for that long I've, I you mm. know, I do the naughty dog kind of falling asleep at the yeah. table thing and I love being able to end a game, have the rule infinity conversation that we love so well yep. and then play another game that's probably going to be better balanced because of the conversation. Definitely. And, well sometimes yeah. you
0: can be caught in those long games and they're games in which your deck is just not doing it either and so And that, you just that's have to ulti- sit and
1: watch your friends have fun Yeah <laughs>
0: exactly, that's the ultimate test of your attention really is mm. when it's like okay like I don't get to do any participant I'm just a spectator in this game That is one very strong reason I want a game to end (laughs) Yeah, Absolutely Um, How long do you reckon it is Before you start I'm not going to say this is the ideal game length But how long do you reckon you get into a game of Commander Where you start going Alright it'd be good if it started finishing now Because I think for me if I'm sitting there, we're playing, it's a good game, things are going well, I reckon after about 90 minutes, I start going like, oh, I'm sort of itching for the next so game here.
1: an hour and a half, you reckon? Well,
0: just like, it, it sounds like a lot of time, but based on just like checking the the, the watch when I'm playing... And often, like when you
1: start looking at the That's when time. I start looking at yeah, my watch, okay. it's like
0: often about 90 minutes, and it d- sounds like, again, like a long amount, amount of time, but in a game, often that's like turn 10, someone's board wiped for the second time... You know, just like drawing your your you know tenth card or whatever. That's roughly when I find I start going like, oh, I kind of wish the next game would start now.
1: I reckon mine's even shorter than that. Yeah. I reckon I get about sixty minutes in. Or I reckon I have an hour, and That's I fair. start getting a bit like, what? What are you doing? What's the next phase going to look like? Is anyone getting a win? Like, that's yeah. the when I start looking at the clock or sure. even looking at the drinks fridge at the local game <laughs> store and finding an excuse to <laughs> leave the table or something oh, like that. I, ne-
0: I never thought about that, that you do often duck off for a drink. I suppose it's a good, like, reset of it is. your, it, like, attention and It's focus also one
1: and... of those things where you can walk away and then, you know, when you're looking at, for example, a puzzle yeah. and you take a step back. And then, like, leave it for a while and then come back with a fresh pair of eyes yeah. and you see yeah. the thing you've never seen you before. Don't, you don't get
0: the blinders on. You're not, like, missing key information anymore. Yeah, you totally get that in a Commander game. Yeah. You're, like, so, You're like, literally, like... Sometimes you got, like, laser eyes on that one singular card that's stopping you from doing it. It's like someone's got, like, a deafening silence and you're like, I can't cast that I unless, like, t- get rid of that card. And it's it, the
1: blind obedience effect as well. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> like everything's coming in tapped. I could oh. just end the game
0: if it wasn't coming in tapped. Yeah, no. It definitely is a thing... I respect that. 60 minutes actually sounds pretty reasonable. And I think when we get into our, like, actual ideal amount of time, I might be closer to there. But I I think it's also worth mentioning here, we are talking about shortening games and that, in general, we like to do it. But there's
1: probably a point where it's like, too short is not fun, right? Definitely. Definitely.
0: I mean, we talked before about how, you know, ending the game out of nowhere with, like, an infinite combo or something, how much that's sort of producing a salt in us. So we are kind of going like, oh, man, I wish, like, this sort of... Isn't the game I signed up for? Yeah. Um, it, when I was having that rule zero conversation, I wish you'd said. Oh, by the way, there's this two card combo One it of will which will end my the game. Yeah, yeah and, and the game will be over if I if I get to that. Like, there's definitely such a thing as too short, and I think it's something around those infinite combos.
1: Yeah, I also kind of like. I like a bit of banter at yep. the table. I, I genuinely, and also banter can lead to politics happening mm, in game. And which I you think, love, yeah. yeah, and I love sitting in those. And I think that does extend game time a little bit when mm. things that aren't rules in Magic the Gathering kind of come into it, which is conversation or yeah. stuff like that. And I have often sat down at tables at game stores that I'm not a local at or, you know, playing with people that I'm not familiar with mm. and gameplay runs as if. It's like a modern tournament. And it's like, I play this fetch line, I crack it, I'm going to shock in Steam Vents, I'm going to cast this Ragavan, all right, Mm. past turn. And you're like, whoa, I don't know. mm, You didn't say mm, monkey to Ragavan. Like that's every time I cast Ragavan, I'll say (laughs) "Mm, monkey and everyone will laugh at the table. Yeah, That kind of extends it a little bit. Mm. And I actually hate sitting in games that people are just like robots and they... I'm not saying I hate you if you play like a robot, because honestly, you're probably laser-focused and a way better magic player than I am. (laughs) But when you're in Commander, you're playing the social format of Mm. Magic the Gathering, and I think there's something to say about games going for a length of time in commander because of it being the social format yeah
0: that's true i hadn't thought of that but you're totally right like there's sort of a there's kind of a social contract of socializing yes like we're actually signing up for a certain length of time with people yeah when you
1: sit down at the commander table you're basically saying look i want to spend the next like up to 60 minutes with with you, specifically with you. And I'd like to know, and like we've said it on this podcast before, your deck is like a reflection of yourself. It's a Mm. bit of an artistic creation. So it's like, show me what your deck does and why it does it and Ah, why it links to you.
0: And you need that time to actually see the deck properly. Yeah. Yeah. So I
1: think when you play like really short games, where you play like a robot or like an AI playing Mm. Magic the Gathering, you go, okay amazing you won the game but it's been like five minutes and yeah i don't know why you chose that as your commander yeah like, sure. when i sit down like part of my rule zero conversation would be like okay this is my abomination lanoir deck i actually won this I uh, won with this in a draft of commander legends back when that came out yeah. and i'll do like the little explanation of the deck and mm. people that do rule zero conversations like i'm playing joyra cheerios i'm gonna storm out and i'm gonna win yeah What's your name? Sorry. Uh, Uh, Like, who are you? (laughs) Um,
0: Um... If, which joy are you playing
1: yeah the cheerios one.
0: Oh, right cool right I I was here to get some I I thought you were a lawyer um <laughs> why are you pulling out your joy <laughs> um I suppose it's also worth mentioning here as well that like all of this is applying to casual specifically yes. right like uh, CDH games 100% there's an expectation going into it that they can end in 10 minutes and I know a lot of people that's the appeal of yes. CDH it's like actually when I have two hours set aside I want to play four games that's well, my goal when I when I set aside two two hours of my, my week for commander.
1: hundred percent. Honestly, I have a play group. Um, I've spoken about them on this podcast before. They, um, frequently listen as well. Ben, Matt and Brad, shout out mm. to you guys. Cause we, as a play group, uh, the four of us generally, what we'll do is we will play four games of CDH. Yeah. So those four games could generally go from, like, 10 minutes to an hour long each. Yeah. And then we'll close it out with a casual game. But because we're in a bit of more of a CDH mindset, we'll play through the modes a bit quicker. Oh. And then when we get to, like, turn six or seven where it's about you know people are trying to win on those turns like eight nine Mm. um that's when we'll have a little bit more fun with it and it will close the night on this kind of jovial fun time nice so like i play a lot of cdh and i see the appeal i play a control combo deck i want to win as quickly as possible so i see the appeal of these quick games but in a casual format I would like to experience it for at least a good period of time where I feel like I'm having fun with my opponents Mm. and it's not like
0: seeing the deck play out. Yeah.
1: And it's not, you you know, it's not like you're seeing it as a sparring partner. You're not, you're not just going in training and getting out. You're actually having a good time with them.
0: Definitely. Definitely. But all that said, okay, so we don't want to be too short. Mm. but obviously that the focus of the space commanders was we don't also don't want to go too long mm-hmm. the episode so what, what's that bracket yeah what's what's the sweet spot like when you're thinking okay ideal commander game because this is what they said the ideal game mm. length where where does it sit for you because i think for me i reckon the minimum amount of time i'd like to spend in a, in a commander game is probably like 40 minutes
1: and this is we're talking casual again here. yeah all yeah, casual like here. taking yeah, cdh out of the conversation yeah
0: again. i think 40 minutes as a as a good minimum like yep. i think a good game should go for at least that long. And I think for me, the maximum is that amount of time when I start to have my focus go funny and start falling asleep and (laughs) wanting food, 90 minutes. So I think think for me, 40 to 90 minutes, I'll say that and then also say, I think it's better if it's closer to that hour mark. So if we're going to go somewhere in that range, I'd actually rather go on the low end of that range, not the 90 minutes, if I can help it.
1: 100%. I reckon I'm pretty much with you. I think I wouldn't like it going over maybe an hour and 10 minutes. I think that would be like my top out. The the only reason why I said earlier that like, Sixty minutes is when I start checking my watch. Mm. Is because I'll start checking my watch if I can tell the game isn't going to end soon.
0: Right. But
1: if I'm playing a game of Commander and I can see the end coming, yeah. I almost forget that time exists because I'm excited to see what oh, happens. You're
0: definitely someone who gets in the zone, like when you when you in can the see, end game of Commander. Yeah, as well. when, when you can see all the possibilities in front of you. That's the, that's the classic James. Look at hand. Look at board state. Look at hand put hand down, shuffle closer to the table, yeah. start untapping. Well, I mean I was
1: the other night we we're at Commander Night and I was playing my Torno deck and I had to get up to get a exactly drink. Exactly
0: what I had in my it mind. It was
1: literally so for instance, like the board state was just horrific. But our so opponent, um it was a player called Brenton. We'd never played with them before. Incredible no. player. Shout out to them. They were playing a... um. Whoa, what was list was it? It was like an
0: artifacts list. Oh, one of it, the new precons. Was, oh, it's the the blue-white vehicles one. Oh, Shurikai. Shurikai. That's it was boring. Shurikai, but... And we asked immediately, we were like, is this the like super optimized, crazy, high-powered Shurikai? And he was like, no, it's vehicles. It, there is a lot of vehicles. And honestly, yeah. it was like
1: still incredibly good. That it commander. Was strong. It was
0: an upgraded pre-con yeah. and like upgraded, and upgraded. Because if you don't know Shurikai, Shurikai is like a vehicle
1: as a commander, yeah. which is insane. So
0: it's a four-mana the, the vehicle is an 8-8, so if you can crew it. But you pay a generic mana and tap him, and you can draw two cards and discard a card.
1: Which is card draw, because you go up a card. You do.
0: It's wild. But you also make a pilot that's a 1-1, but it says it may crew vehicles as though it's power two greater.
1: So it crews for three.
0: Yeah. It's insane. So normally the these 1-1 these pilots are, in the typical shurikai list, they're just like fodder for skull clamp and stuff, like going wide, yeah. like whatever. They're, they're kind of irrelevant. But yeah, this was like straight up, yes, it was doing the draw discard thing, but it was mostly like i need lots of pilots to crew these 10 vehicles and they,
1: they were like really good vehicles too they like were. they were coming and drawing them cards getting yeah. them value and all this kind of stuff so we were looking down the barrel of like all of these vehicles which the f- cool thing about vehicles that i realized in this game was that the fact that they turn into artifacts non-creatures at the end of turn yeah so board wiping doesn't work does nothing. you have to
0: destroy all the artifacts otherwise if you destroy all creatures yes and pilots go but it's like yeah cool like Getting my pilots back back to where we were before. So
1: we were sat there, I was playing my Tornos artifact list. So I definitely didn't have an artifact board life in my deck and I was like <laughs> no. how do I stop this this is insane and as I went to go get a drink from like the fridge it, that was probably about the 60 minute mark as well I, I reckon, reckon probably yeah I like as I started walking I came back and I looked at my hand again put them down on the table and I looked at you and I said I think we're okay oh that's <laughs> right did. and then when something happened I was like paying for my drink at the counter and, and I think maybe you or Abe said James come back something's happening and I came down and I did this Weird sequence of plays where I managed to copy the ability of Dragon Spark Reactor, which is a weird charge counter... Burn yeah. spell. It
0: deals an amount of damage to a creature and a player. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you you can copy that activated ability with Tano. But
1: I managed to copy it like twice I because of Patreon. I think seal. it was like
0: four times. Anyway, crazy. I got him with Exaxes. Yeah. Xaxies exactly. damage on the stack. Yes. Instant speed. Yeah. yeah. It was no, very satisfying. It was a but great
1: play. It, it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, if this game. If, if this game, I couldn't see an end to it. Like, if he mm. wasn't about to win, I would be, like, Starting really bored. Day. I right. would be... Because if he was just, like, you know, generating value and, like, grinding out, and mm. if you were doing the same thing, or if multiple board wipes were happening and no one was getting anywhere, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Yeah. But because he was threatening... Ending the game at about that 60 minute mark. And you could
0: threaten to kill him as well. I was so engaged. I was like
1: actively engaged in that game, even at the mark where I'm usually like starting to get tired of playing.
0: I think it's probably like, it's probably kind of obvious to all you out there, but yes, the, the length of the game... De- obviously, the ideal length of the game obviously depends a lot on how good the game is going. So yes. if it's going really well and it goes really long, that's okay. 100%. But I mean, yeah, in an ideal world, how long should they go for? Like
1: we mentioned before, we've played games that are like three hours, but they're so gripping yeah. and Oh, and they're interactive and, all the way yeah. through.
0: Everyone's getting close to winning. Like, yeah, those are, those are definitely great. So for you, you reckon, 60 minutes is like I
1: reckon like, forty to maybe one hour and ten is my okay. bracket. 40 that's to my 7 ideal. Minutes. Yeah, forty I'd to seven. That.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, that's not too far from mine. It's just like yeah. slightly short on the high. We're aiming yeah. for that
1: like finishing closing at the hour mark.
0: About an hour. Yeah. Okay, but fully acknowledging there that probably and this was the focus I think of the space commanders. There's going to be some steps we'll have to take to get the game down to that length because a lot of our games are going way longer than that. I was just right?
1: going to ask like you're deaf like I'm experiencing longer commander games at the moment oh, I yeah. reckon on average my commander games are going for at least an hour and a half like I at least at least is what I'm saying
0: yeah my last few games have been close to the two hour mark yeah. I think and that's too long
1: <laughs> and that's even over spell table where people yeah. where you're like trying to push people to play yeah. and you know less distractions less, less conversation happening at spell yeah. table
0: yeah so I, I think this next half of the episode should probably be all about getting that those those games shorter.
1: How we make them shorter. Well, exactly. Well, I mean, look, we've only been talking for 22 minutes, but in the spirit of the episode... Keeping it short. Keeping it short. <laughs> sure. <laughs> should we have a bit of a thrifty interlude? So let's have a
0: thrifty interlude. So, yes, we do have lots left to cover. But before that, we'll hear a little something about a new thrifty card. And as a tradition, I will be bringing this card to life in monologue form this week. Uh, James, would you like to read the card we're featuring?
1: I sure would, because it is one of my favourite cards in my Torno's deck.
0: Hey. Uh,
1: it's Shimmer mirror. For three generic mana, you'll get an artifact creature, mirror that's a 2-2 with Flash, and it says you can cast artifact spells as though they had Flash.
0: Ever wanted to threaten people? Not attack, just Threaten? Look no further than this tiny, angry robot! Oh, your friend wants to give the turn to you like a lovely, polite gamer? Not bloody yet! First, allow me to flash you a fine assortment of shiny wares. Surprise treasure chest. Surprise bauble. Surprise closet! Actually, no surprise closets, please! We're done with those, am I right? Your opponents will be saying, I haven't been this shocked to see a sword since that time my parents took me to the circus. Get budgeted!
1: Man, that, that <laughs> cow merchant, like, I feel like Shimami is like the perfect thing for him to be selling, because he'd just run up to you on the street, flash his cloak, and just throw, like, trinkets <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, um, something I've thought about with this card, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, like, really hyped on because of a recent episode we just did. Yeah. You could play this as your PDH commander.
0: (gasps) It's uncommon. It's
1: uncommon. Whoa. How sick would that... You know like Urza's Battle Flopter? (laughs) You could basically play a
0: pauper version of Urza's Battle Flopter. Artifact control. That's wild. I love it. Um, You can check out these uh, weird things as text posts when they're released (laughs) every Thursday uh, in our Discord in the Thrifty Thursdays channel. And you can also see us bring some of these to, to video form over on TikTok at GetCommanded. So yeah. chuck us a follow to see those as we post them.
1: We're pretty hyped to get on the TikTok platform more we- and more and more. We're ah. doing our best to get in there, but... Let's get back to the topic at hand because we should be making sure this episode's <laughs> cohesive and and to
0: the point. And sure, and sure. Most importantly, so, so we've talked
1: about like you know why we'd want to finish games. We've talked mm-hmm. about you know how things can distract us or yep. things like that. But and how long we want them to go? How for... long we want them to be? Where the range is? Yep. So now let's talk about some ways we can actually get to a quicker end to the game. For of
0: sure, uh, definitely really important. Um, I guess the important thing to keep in mind through all of this is that we only really have control over our own section of the game, right? Correct. We're one of four players. Yeah. So in general, it's not going to be a good idea for me to be going, James, James, hurry up. What are you going to do? James, make a decision.
1: I said we're one of four players, but realistically, we're two out of four.
0: (laughs) Our collective power <laughs> yeah. is, is greater.
1: 50% of the Commander game hey, is just us. It's just
0: us. It's so good. Um. So, yes. You only in control of your own game. So, the, in my opinion, there's sort of two main things that you can reduce. There's two main techniques you can use to reduce the length of the game. Sure. Um. One of them is the length of your turns right that makes a lot of sense
1: that's when you have like the most amount of priority yeah you're gonna be you know you'll be thinking in those times Mm. so like reducing that amount of time is gonna help overall reduce the amount of gameplay
0: yes um and you can also reduce the length of your game plan so this is kind of the the, if if the turns are the micro part of the of the pie chart the the length of your game plan is the is the macro that's
1: the 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 step back and see the mosaic as a full yeah. picture yeah i
0: like it exactly right so um reducing the length of our turns is the first one there sure. so in my opinion there's like two main things we can do to reduce mm-hmm. the length of our turns um one's a big one <laughs> i've noticed some people don't do it and i definitely do so i'm i'm telling you all out there space commanders included do this um, plan your turn before you untap. Oh my god,
1: I have opinions on this. <laughs> um, you're right to so let me spew yeah, for a no, little bit. Yeah, no, spew away. Okay, I'm so glad you mentioned this because I have seen so many times people like finish their turn put their cards face down, their hand face down on the table mm-hmm. and not pick it up until the their next turn. And yep. I'm like, you either have an incredible eidetic memory <laughs> or you are just not caring about the game. And mm-hmm. I know it's the latter because when it gets to their turn, they will pick their hand up and they'll go, oh, I totally forgot I had this card. That changes what I want to do. <laughs> and then they'll say phrases like, ooh, and... Oh, what if I did this? And like mutter to themselves with mm. those phrases. And honestly, as someone... And you said you you plan your turns as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am literally going as the turns go around. So I'll pass the turn and some, you know, player A will do something... <coughs> Excuse you, um, and I'll go. Player A will do something. Okay, well now plan my turn accordingly, and mm. I'll go down this line. Yeah. Player B will do something, and I will go right. It doesn't really change much, but it might affect the way I cast this spell or when I cast this mm. spell. Then player C will do something, and it won't change anything. So I'll now have an exact line of what I want to do and yep. deploy my turn pretty efficiently. Yeah. I hate it. 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 <laughs> when someone sits in the tank for like 10 minutes and then goes actually the best thing for me is to hold up mana and pass i'm like how how did you not know (laughs) that that was the best thing (laughs) like i'm sorry you had your hand for an entire three players turn and you couldn't have come up with that conclusion yeah i love every commander player to bits but I will love you more if you plan ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> this was a big big pet peeve no, for me, personally. I,
0: look, I totally agree with you. I, I think it's definitely something that all of us can do very easily to improve this exact problem, the length of the game. Um, the, I guess it's worth considering, like, the, the card that you draw when you move to your turn, mm-hmm. right, in the context of the game, it's actually a pretty small effect on what you can do in your turn. Yeah. Most of what your turn could be depends on... The stuff you already have on the battlefield, i.e. lands, mana rocks, creatures, etc. And the
1: sequence of spells you could play out from your hand.
0: Already. Yeah, the cards that are already in your hand. Look... Sometimes you will draw that card and go, oh, that changes everything. It does happen. It it could be like a board
1: wipe or something, you know, like, is this the best thing to board wipe? But there's some like, like really easy questions to ask yourself on other people's turns. Yes, to plan ahead. That can help you plan ahead. Like Mm. you should be asking yourself, what is my priority right now? Yeah. Is my priority to get my game plan further ahead or Mm. is it to threat
0: assess my opponents And kill them. I've definitely seen this done wrong in the context that sometimes people don't understand. Like, sometimes people are aware that they they need to board wipe. Mm Mm-hmm aren't seemingly aware of the fact that, like, Lethal is on board, i.e., if they don't find a board wipe this turn, they just lose. Yeah, And they spend their turn doing sort of what they would do if it was, like, two turns earlier, like, get set up for the next turn. And it's like, no, 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 the, turn, the game's going to end if you don't find a board wipe. So mm-hmm. literally every card in your hand that is not a board wipe is irrelevant, except the card draw. How do you how do you draw cards? Do you have bloods on your field? Do you have um, you know, a card that says pay three three mana, draw a card yeah. on it? Like all of that, those are your only avenues now. Ignore every other thing. You need to board yeah. wipe, find the boardwalk. Even if
1: it's like sacrifice a creature, draw cards. If you're like, suppose oh, we
0: just scry one. Yes. Scry till you get it on top of your library. Exactly. Even it like
1: because if you do the math and you go, right, it's lethal even with all the blockers I have. Yeah. Then you can be like, all right if I deploy all the blockers I have in my hand, do I have enough blocks? Mm. No. Well, now your creatures are irrelevant. Yes, it's boardwalk Find prime. the boardwalk. Find the boardwalk. And like, it's even, you know, even like in other situations where it's not a creature-based threat assessment. Mm. Have a look. If you're a go-wide strategy, for example, Yeah. And you're going right. I'm going to like progress my board plan and da 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 da. But one opponent's got a, a like a ghostly prison, mm. and you're playing your sphere of safety and your enchantment deck. <laughs> I'm like, well, I can't attack anyone because I need to pay mm. like two mana for each attacking yeah. creature. I can't swing wide. That's mm. not my game plan. I need to go find my removal. Yeah. Or I need to find an alternative win con mm. to get around this you can ask yourselves these questions and even some situations where you're like, okay, nothing's threatening me at the moment. Mm. No one's got lethal. No one's got any threats. Okay. What's my next step? Is yeah. this a turn where I deploy a wincon, mm. or is this a turn where I need to set up some more? Yeah. What are the best things for me to put on the battlefield to set me up so
0: next turn I can really go off? Mm. Or even if it's the decision is literally just like, man, the stuff options I have in my hand are actually not very good but I have a card draw spell, even if the only plan you're making on other people's turns is when I untap, I'm going to cast that card draw spell, that's still a plan. And that will actually... It's still not untap, upkeep, draw hmm you know it's like i know at least the direction my turn's gonna take because we're not saying know exactly every aspect of the turn someone might remove something someone might might block in a way you don't expect those things do happen but know at least what the beginning of your turn Mm. the idea of it is before you untap yeah and
1: generally if that first card that you draw for turn does change things my advice would be to give everyone a bit of an awareness that, oh, I need to think for a hot second, yeah, because this does actually change things. Yeah. But, If it 99% of the time, it won't. So you should have a pretty good idea of what that turn will look like.
0: Definitely. And that's going to be, yeah, in my opinion, probably the number one way you can reduce the length of your turns. Know what they're going to look like in advance. The other thing you can do to reduce the length of your turns. And this is actually also going to have a huge impact on your mental capacity. (laughs) Reduce. The complexity of your board state. Now, this is more <laughs> of a deck building one, I would say. I don't think you can really necessarily do this in the course of the game.
1: That would be like choosing not to cast something yeah. where it would be objectively the right thing exactly. to do. So, yeah.
0: I think we can call this the Cathar's Crusade effect. Oh my god, I um, hate that card so much. Because this is probably the absolute most egregious example of this.
1: Can you just explain what Cathar's Crusade does sure for on. someone that doesn't know? It's
0: a five mana enchantment that says whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control... Put Put a plus one counter on each creature you control. Now,
1: I want to explain why this is an absolute pain in the ass. (laughs) Because when you put a plus one counter on each creature you control when a creature enters... You might have some creatures with plus one counters on them already. Mm. So they only tick up by one. Yeah. But then the creature that just entered only gets one counter. Mm. Right. So you need four dice to represent the difference. Then you cast another creature and that creature will need its own dice to put on. And then you cast. None of them are the same. And then you cast a spell like deploy to the front, for example, and you make (laughs) a bunch of tokens. Now you need a billion dice yep. because each one of those is going to have a different... Oh my God. It's just it, this yeah. snowball effect of you have to represent like six tokens that are the same mm. with different plus one counters on them. Yeah. All at different points. It is just a pain in the ass. And every creature you cast is going to make you groan because you're going to have to reach over your board, say, and
0: turn every single yeah. dice.
1: It's a pain in the ass. It's
0: it's so so frustrating. Tokens are definitely the worst one for it, but unfortunately, it's the best way to use the card. Like yes. the objective worst best way to do this is have lots of creatures, and this is exactly what's going to cause you to pull your hair There's out. There's
1: some new cards that I've started saying were made for arena because, oh, because they clearly... they're so
0: difficult to keep track of in paper. Yeah.
1: For example, one of one of my mate's favorite cards, Brad's favorite card to ever be reprinted is Crystalline yeah. Giant. Crystalline Giant, at the beginning of combat on your turn, you randomly choose one of 12 different keywords, Mm -hmm. and then you put a keyword counter on Crystalline Giant.
0: However, you can't choose a keyword you've already chosen.
1: So, you need to roll a d12 for the first time, Mm -hmm. then... A D11 a D- That doesn't exist <laughs> So you need to roll a D12 And hope you
0: don't get The same number well, And this is the other thing Like the way that you normally do it Is you number off Like the keywords As they're written on the card Right So yep. you go like Okay one is the first one Two That's is the right. second Etc yep. But the thing is The only way you can identify Which one it is Is to count through Every single word In that, that card So Sometimes you roll a 12 And you're like Oh cool And then you count through Every single word 5, 10, 11, 12 Oh I already have that Roll, roll again <laughs> So yeah. look Crystalline Giant, funny card, but
1: made for arena. Like the computer does it by itself. You don't have to worry about it. But in real life, physical commander, Mm. that is just. A pain. It's so annoying. Well,
0: there's going to be an enormous amount of mental like taxing that's going to happen to you to have to keep track of these cards. But also, it's going to take so long. This is the point of the episode, right? The amount of time you spend just resolving that trigger is so long that you should just play a different card. Play play anything else. I'm calling it the (laughs) Cathars Crusade effect. Um, There's a few different cards that sort of fit into this category of like, okay, they're going to slow down your turn. I think... The big category I have here, not saying don't play them, play them sparingly. Cards that say whenever on them.
1: Okay, so these are like triggered abilities that say whenever something happens, do do something else. Now, usually the the key with these cards that have triggered abilities is to include them in decks where that ability is going to trigger a lot. Because it's going to be valuable. For example, like Blood Artist in an Aristocrats deck. This is a whenever card and you run this in your aristocrats list. I do. Because it says whenever a, non, a t- creature dies, mm-hmm. you deal one damage to any opponent and you, and gain, you gain a life. Yeah. That is a really good effect when your whole game plan is sacrificing a bunch of creatures over mm. and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. So that an aristocrat stack is incredible. Yeah. However, if you're running blood artist alongside another version of a blood artist effect, mm. like what's another Falkenrath Noble? Falkenrath Noble, yeah. same thing. But then there's other effects that say it does it to each opponent. Oh, For Zulaport example, Zulaport Cutthroat, Zul- but it only triggers on your creatures. Exactly. Do you see the effect? Yeah. So like you have one blood artist, a Zulaport Cutthroat, and a Falkenrath Noble. Mm. So every time a creature dies. You have to deal one damage to any player and gain a life from Blood Artist. You have mm-hmm. to deal one damage to any player and gain a life from Falconrath Noble, mm-hmm. and then each opponent loses one life because and you, of Zilliport Cutthroat, yeah. and you gain a life. But then, if a creature dies on someone
0: else's board, only two of them trigger. Only two of them will Zulaport trigger Cutthroat. Just yeah. explaining that has taken me thirty. <laughs> <years>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of time, and I think the other thing that happens here is that like. It's really worth mentioning. Blood Artist, you have to choose a player for each of those triggers. It's
1: a target, yes. Yeah,
0: and it's pretty rare that you know for sure which player has to die first. Yeah. So a lot of times people go, oh, highest life total. And you do that, and then like five more triggers resolve, and they don't have the highest life total anymore. You go, uh, um, you moved my thing before. Uh, th- three of them at you. And it's like just the amount of time just yeah. allocating all of these things is so much. Again, it's a really, really good card. Not saying don't play it, but like the cumulative effect of having lots of things that say this is your turns will take a really long time even taddy over benthic druid oh yeah in a landfall deck this says whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control draw a card the length of your in fact pretty much i'm gonna go out on a limb the worst examples of the whenever cards are the whenever draw a card cards because
1: then you have to read a whole nother card to see if it affects your game and decide yeah. if you're going
0: to take a different kind of a turn this is like yeah. actively preventing you from doing the thing we were just talking about of planning your yeah. turn in advance because you're gonna go like okay i'm gonna play this oh I'll draw that Oh, um, Does that change have anything? I, have I played land yet? Uh, you know, Wait, like... hang on. If I now cast this, I get two more cards. Yeah. Is,
1: is that better to see two more options, or is it better for me to do what I was planning on doing should anyway? I
0: cast a removal spell. Do I, do I need to remove that now? I've got oh, Teddy over. Why yeah. did I play Simic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big problem, really. But <laughs> like, look,
1: whenever cards are cards that are incredibly high value in decks with particular strategies, definitely, and you should be playing them. But when you know, when we did our deck building. Template. Mm. We said for like enhancers and win cons, and even like if we look at our aristocrats deck building episode that we did, Mm. we said what was our max? Like four, five.
0: Yeah, like that's it. Aristocrat effects. Yeah, it's
1: very unlikely that you're going to have all of them on the battlefield at once, and if Mm. you are use it efficiently and win the game. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think the really important thing here is definitely if you're one of those people who doesn't like keeping track of lots of triggers, it sounds really obvious, but stop playing the things that have Mm. lots of triggers on them. It will save your brain so much space. (laughs) To <laughs> not yeah. have to think about it anymore. I'm not going to
1: lie. One of the things that I want to change about my Yuleva deck is all the casting instant sorcery triggers like Prowess, Magecraft, whenever you yep. cast an instant or sorcery do Draw this. Sometimes I've had it where I've had like Harmonic Prodigy and crack the Thumbless on the battlefield oh. at the same time. Those two cards by themselves on a battlefield. Bring the game to a standstill. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some other things that can like, we can do about our board state complexity to make it more
0: efficient. I think cards that require lots of targets to resolve, like spells like Casualties of War. Casualties of War. That's a good spell. It's a good spell. Even Decimate also yeah. a really good spell, but like a lot of the time the amount of time it takes you to work out which ones you want to get rid of can be really really draining i have
1: to admit i was in a game the other day where i did cast casualties of war and i knew what the enchantment that i wanted to get rid of was yeah but then i had to go oh shit i didn't actually think about what land what planeswalker yeah. what creature what artifact you I wanted to you have to, to choose
0: each one as yeah. well you can't skip any so like
1: to be honest in that game i should have i knew i definitely 100 was casting casualties of war to get rid of it was a smothering tithe to yep. get rid of the smothering tithe that was yep. on the battlefield yep but I should have gone okay what artifact should I hit mm. what land do I want to get rid of what's most threatening to be honest I, I think I did a really quick job of assessing the board at the time and got yeah. rid of what I needed to but yeah. I could have made that turn more efficient by really thinking about my targets well
0: and I think also again if you're someone who, who finds this kind of stuff really overwhelming don't play those kinds of cards mm. the other kind of card that is probably worse than the previous category of lots of targets is cards that take forever to resolve like just by virtue of what they say on them so much has to happen happen. Um, Eerie Ultimatum I thought you were about to say like Shahrazad or something. Oh no, 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 no! Oh my god, we're not playing Shahrazad. Eerie um, Ultimatum, brilliant restoration. These kind of cards that like just reanimate your entire graveyard. Oh, yeah. Just, just by virtue of the, how many cards you're likely to have in there, if you're going to cast this spell, how many of those have ETB effects?
1: However, many like have to read certain state-based actions like devotion. Yeah. Or like whether you know. there's
0: things that have auras in there, or oh, you have to choose targets. Yeah. Oh, that's such a weird effect. Was that on the battlefield? Could I have enchanted it with that? Aura? Or, uh, when did I choose did and that ETV at the same time then there's
1: some situations where you're resolving this spell and you have to go oh damn it judge is there a judge in yeah. store
0: because I actually don't d- know how does this that works see, there how many yeah. times have you heard the sentence asked to a judge does that see this happen yes <laughs> and these cards are like the worst examples you know did did Gary see around me yes did, did he see <laughs> d- can he see her did he look the right way <laughs> was she around he was facing face up <laughs> <laughs> when I cast Ixodron oh, he was my. there oh no best Way to melt a judge's brain Ixodron. Oh, just say the word Ixodron and see what happens to their face sorry for the headphones listeners yeah. that heard me yell <laughs> so loudly then oh uh, definitely so again we're not saying don't play them we're just saying the amount of mental energy they take and the length of time in your turns that they take is just going to increase the length of the game. So yeah. consider playing fewer of them is my general advice there.
1: And my advice would be plan around them. If you've got yeah. them in your hand, really think about it. Like if you've got like a Command the Dreadhorde, for example. Yeah. Ask to see people's graveyards.
0: Ahead of time. Ahead of time. Yeah. It good. might
1: give away a little bit of your game plan, mm. but you'll know what you want to target and you yeah. can start doing the math in your head of how much life you're willing to lose good for reanimating one. your opponent's creatures. That's true.
0: I've definitely done that before and been saved. Well, I've done all the maths before my turn. And gone, gone, this like, is
1: Xaxis. Trust me. I did the math. Yep.
0: Bang. I'm ready to go. Yeah. 100%. Well, the other thing we, we said we could do is so that was reducing turn time. Yep. Great. We've done that. Now cool. you want to
1: talk about like game plan yes. and the game, like your overall strategy. Yeah, reduce your plan. your
0: game plan length. Sure. Um, the number. The first one is one we've said. I feel like the last five episodes in a row, but it's really important. Include more win cons. You need to have at least four, three, five. ideally win cons yep. in your deck. Specific cards that can bring that game to an end. So not only are like, you know, like those aristocrat effects yep. are a win con, have Command the Dreadhorde in your deck. A-, yep. a spell that if you resolve it on the right board state, just says, I get there. Those are are needed to end those yeah. games that are just in a stalemate. This is
1: very much within the core of the Get Commanded podcast because our first episode was about ending the game. It
0: was called ending the game, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, and we, we advise that you should also look at some win cons that are different to your normal line of strategy like yep. I said for example what my favorite example to point people to with this is actually in my fire left deck yeah my fire left deck is a go wide deck right so it's yep. like making lots of plants when it enters mm-hmm. I can buff them up sometimes I'll go tall with one of them and cast fling that's an alternative win con yeah sometimes I'll cast overwhelming stampede and go wide and run over everyone that's a different win con mm. or I run a card like goblin bombardment and yep. sacrifice a billion plants and just shoot people down like a machine gun made of seeds
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) well aside from the machine gun made of seeds i hope you can see that james had like different reasons that each of those cards were there you know if there's they win in different ways they win in different ways and they win around different other cards as well like if someone has that ghostly prison down you're in your go wire deck you might need a card like goblin bob or like Fling, um, like my
1: fling gets yeah, around fling, that as well. So fling gets in, in, around that. I switch my brain. Okay, go wide strategy turned off. Now if I go tall with a plant and fling it, yeah, that'll kill that player and then open up another win con line. Exactly.
0: Like, if you if you the inverse, if you're building a go tall kind of deck, yes, you should definitely have your cards like Team of Battle Rage or um, Mantle of the Ancients is one that sees a lot of play in these Voltron kind of decks. What's There's, Mantle of the Ancients? It's a five mana aura when it ETBs. Um, when it attaches to the creature, mm-hmm. you can return any number of, um, I think it's equipment or auras from your graveyard to the battlefield attached Whoa. to that creature. And then I think it gives it plus one, plus one for each aura and enchantment. Oh, that's a win con. It. It's just like, if, that's huge. you know, your, your boar's been wiped a bunch of times, you've got like 10 auras in the bin, yeah. you got your commander out, and you chuck Mantle of the Ancients on there. Okay. All those are going to chuck themselves on, I win. But what if I'm running Maze of Ith? If you're running Maze of Ith, I have been enjoying a card called Ram Through recently.
1: Hot card. Like that This card. is... It's so good. <laughs>
0: it's a two-mana instant. Two-mana
1: instant, which can just come out of nowhere. So it's
0: a... Bite, so not a fight spell. So no fights—the one where two creatures deal damage equal to their power to each other outside of combat. Mm-hmm. Bites are cards where one creature deals damage equal to its power to another. So yeah. they don't—they don't necessarily one creature just goes off.
1: and wails on the other creature. Yeah, and That's the other one's not
0: ready; it. he's not fighting back. He's like
1: eating a sandwich on a park bench, <laughs> and he just comes out of the dark and just yeah. starts wailing on. It's
0: it's the Randy Orton of, uh, <laughs> of magic cards. Um, Weird reference. Um, Ram through does that, but if the creature has power, any sorry, the creature has power. If the creature has trample, any excess power that was that was dealt to that creature is dealt to its controller instead. Yeah.
1: So, for example, like if if in that scenario where Walt's playing a Voltron deck and I've got a Maze of Ith, which means I can just untap his Voltron commander whenever I like.
0: Mm.
1: So it doesn't it doesn't swing at me. Yeah. Walt could just cast Ram through, target a 1-1 on my board, mm. and have the 15 excess damage trample that would be dealt to the creature in a bite effect. That ram through then just Boom, straight at yep. my face. Yep,
0: it's definitely like one me games on on the spot. The
1: basically. art of this card is so good as well. It's like oh, a it's ram, great. like just charging into yeah. a wall. It's so cool. It's,
0: a, it's an Icoria card and it yeah. feels like an Ikoria card. Yeah. Really, really cool. Um, if you're playing like a mill deck where your goal is to mill everyone out. Like, that's that's the way your deck is mm-hmm. built. You know, maybe it's Bruvac, maybe it's it's Phoenix or something like that. Maybe I think, Scarab
1: God. Yeah, Scarab yeah.
0: God even. I think you should still have at least a couple of those Command the Dreadhorde or Rise of the Dark Realms style yeah. effects because sometimes you're not going to be able to mill every single card in every single library. But milling 50 and then going, okay, command the Dreadhorde, take your five best creatures, your five best <laughs> yeah. creatures, that's going to end the game.
1: I mean, even a card like Consuming Aberration, which wants mm. more cards in your opponent's graveyards and does mill, can be an alternative win if you give that creature, like, an evasion, like, flying or yeah, something like or that. or trample or, or trample, or even just, like, sacrifice it and drain for X where X is the power. Like
0: Yeah, it's that black fling spell. Yeah, do yeah, I was thinking that one yeah, really, a Really, really
1: cool way of, like, playing around a player that's got like a titan shuffle in their deck or something
0: yep so that's the main thing like reducing the length of the of the game yourself can just be reducing like making the game end (laughs) that would do it um (laughs) the other thing you can do to reduce that time in my opinion is you can actually sort of like consider your interactions with other players, I'm, like, preemptively saying, bear with me, James. I know you love talking to other players. But, like, politics politics. is
1: such a good part of Commander. I know. I had more votes on our Space Battle episode than I thought I would (laughs) get. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for everyone that voted for me in that
0: episode. Uh, I'm actually saying... There's a there's a way you can do that that also speeds up the game. I agree, politics, I do agree. Politics does sometimes say, like, pause the game, let's have a chat, let's let's make a deal. Mm-hmm. That I say would slow down the game a little bit, not a lot, but it yeah. can. There's another thing you can do, which is kind of politics, but also which speeds up the game, which is especially for new players, point out what you think the key threat is. And this is a great way to open mm. up a political deal. You know, you can say like someone's taking a long time arming and eyeing about their turn, and you can be like, hey, I, I see you thinking about this turn right now. Do you have any way to get rid of that Ghostly Prison? Because you're going wide. I've got 10 creatures here. We're, we're not going to kill this player unless that Ghostly Prison is gone. And if they can, you can be like, okay, cool. If you do that, I'll swing all my stuff at them next turn. Like you're, this So is I'll a- say
1: thank you by beating them in the face. Yeah, yeah, like
0: this is opening the door for a political deal. And that also- might
1: actually close
0: out the game because it, it mm.
1: removes a card like Ghostly Prison that reduces the ability for these people to win it's actually like politics is incredible like this like i think about things like the threat assessment scenario Mm. and especially for new players where they don't know what the threat is yeah in some scenarios some players contributing and then some other players contributing their thoughts and they're contradictory can really confuse a new player or Mm. even any player like for example i could be like hey have you got any way to deal with that ghostly prison because i'm going wide Mm. But then someone else chimes in and goes, yeah, but you're not going wide. You've got a completely different game strategy. That ghostly prison's good for you. Mm -hmm. And then I go, no, it's not good for you because of this. That player's then just got so much information buzzing around in their head. It's confusing the hell out of them. I think there's a bit to say where sometimes letting the player kind of like really threat assess themselves mm. and like, especially if like they're in the tank, for example. Yeah. Like I'm a player that goes in the tank hardcore at the end of the game specifically.
0: Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a balance for sure. I think with new players, especially it's sometimes good to just point out, like I can see you want to do all this cool stuff with your deck. It's not going to work unless this thing is gone. Mm. That could be a good thing to point out. On the inverse of that, I would say, like, yeah, if someone's in the tank and they're just having a think and they're like counting damage, for instance, doing don't, math, don't interrupt them. Yeah. Like, they know what they're doing. They have their plan laid out. They're they're making it happen in their head. That's totally fine. And I think especially this is like comes back to that game store etiquette that we talked about way back now. Mm, on the podcast. Good, good
1: episode. If you want to go back and yeah. listen to that episode. But
0: one thing we specifically said was like, if you're outside of a game of Magic. You can talk to the players who are in it if you really like to. Don't talk to the player whose turn it is.
1: We called it backseat gaming. Yeah. Uh, which it's, is just annoying if you're backseat driving. That's frustrating. Yeah. Backseat gaming, more annoying. Well,
0: in this case, it's straight up going to slow down the game, right? Mm. Like, that player can't make game actions if they don't know what they're doing. And if they're not talking about magic at the time. Yeah. It's, it's not going to happen, right? Their turn can't go any faster if they're in the pausing it to talk to someone else.
1: But I think, yeah, the overall... Last statement of reducing the game length, I think is it, it, think about how the social aspect of Commander, the politics, is affecting the game's length. Mm. Because if it's affecting it in a positive way, that's following what the Space Commanders want, is yeah. reducing that ridiculous like two three hour game. Mm. It, leave that politics in because it's going to help end the game. If that ghostly prison gets removed and two players get knocked out, fantastic. Yeah, make that political deal. But if this political deal has re- resulted in you pulling out your laptop and writing up a document of contract (laughs) i think you're probably spending too long on this deal like
0: (laughs) i think you're probably right um, I think the only other thing I, I would like to say about reducing the length of the game and just sort of strategies for getting to that ideal game length that we talked about mm. um, there's a couple of different apps out there now that have commander clocks.
1: Yes, well Game Nights Live now use the commander clock app which is only on Command... iOS
0: I think. Yeah,
1: Command Zone created it. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to the Lifelinker app in terms of aesthetics Yeah. but it basically functions as a chess clock. If you've yep. ever seen a competitive chess game happen, mm. it you basically you start your opponent's clock mm-hmm. they have a certain amount of time that you set usually for game nights live i think they set it at 25
0: minutes each or mm. well, um, be 20 or something yeah i think it's
1: around that but yeah. like 25 minutes but basically the idea is that clock is how much time that you have priority in the game mm. which is 25 minutes for yep. example let's say so that gets us to like that hour and 20 minute like yeah. roughly that mark depending on if you add time or take time yeah on. but then when you're done with your turn you pass it to the next person and start their clock yeah and their clock starts and it their clock starts ticking down so everyone mm. has their own little clock but you can also play it where when you have priority you pass it yeah
0: so, so someone's like "Oh, hold up a sec with that spell on the stack If It's your turn James And I want to respond You might pause your clock And I might start mine And go like Okay I need a second To think about this And I
1: want to interact In this way And I have to explain What card I'm casting Yeah but All that kind of stuff.
0: The important thing is each player has a certain amount of time and that's just their time in the game. So, during their turn or during other ter- other people's turns when they have priority, yep. it's the time that they're making actions and importantly, it keeps everyone to task, right? It's going yep. like, you've got a certain amount of time, you can use it however you like, but you've only got so much of it. And I haven't personally experienced the commander clock yet.
1: I would actually like to invite... You, Walt, mm-hmm. let's have a game of Commander with some friends and let's try this clock out.
0: I'm keen because I actually have an app that I've been using recently um, for my life counter called Lifetap.
1: Is this the one that has the cool backgrounds? Yeah, you I can set you
0: can set yeah. backgrounds based on card art, which is really cool. You can also choose like any color you want. You can choose combinations of colors. It does like, everything you'd ever dream of. When you tick down someone's Commander damage, it subtracts it from your life total. Mm. So many cool features. But one of them is when you're setting up the game, you can set a Commander clock. And so you can set it so that whenever someone's turn, it's counting down. The only thing I don't like about it, that it only has certain amounts of time. Like it's got set amounts. You can set it to. You can't do a custom. You can't do a custom one, and they have a fifteen-minute clock. And then I think the next one is 30 minutes, and I'm like, oh, I feel the like... The difference
1: this- between 15 and 30 for a player, right? like individual player, that's a lot of time. Well,
0: and if we were to break up that ideal range we were talking about of 60 to 80 minutes... Well,
1: 15 minutes per player is an hour. Is
0: an hour. But we both of us said maybe you can go closer to 90 or 80 minutes. That would be like 20 minutes each, which would be yeah. perfect. So that's my Half only downside. An hour is like two hours yeah you don't want half an no. hour no i think i think it's 15 minutes or 20 is probably mm. what you're going for but yeah my thinking is probably 20 is better so no, i'm, I'm yeah.
1: curious i would like to try a commander chess clock yeah. type situation and see if it affects the the speed of the game or because uh, i found when we've played on spell table before mm. you've done the thing where you've looked at the because when you pass the turn on spell table it just starts counting up yeah. How long it's been How your long turn. Your turn has been. And yeah. I've noticed that you more than most players, you'll look at that time and you'll go, Oh sorry, I've already taken seven minutes on this turn. Mm. I'll do this, 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 and then pass. Yeah. And then I'm like, Okay, thanks, Well. You've like made your turn more yeah. efficient. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Alright, we'll try it soon. We should. Well, we all love a grindy, well-earned in commander, or even a loss, but we should consider other players' time when we build our decks and when we pilot them. There is an optimal game length, and taking steps to bring yourself closer to that length will be better for yourself and the people you play with. This is the best way to play as many commander games as possible, which is what it's all about. So, Space Commanders, Command
1: Received! Wow, we did it in under an hour, on on brand. They inspired us, yeah. I think. efficient episode.
0: <laughs> well, listeners out there, do you feel commanded? What's the optimal game length to you? And what steps do you take to bring yourself closer to that optimal game length? Do you have a commander clock? Are you keeping yourself to task in some other way? We want to hear about have
1: it. Have you just removed the Cathars Crusade from the token <laughs> stack? I hope you have. That would make a big um, difference. Look, if you want to talk to us about this episode or about any commander-related stuff that's there's plenty of ways to get in touch with us you can send us an email you can add us on twitter or the best place to chat with us and the rest of our play group and other members of the community of get commanded is in our discord now that link is in the show notes so yep. you can go down and click that and join the ever-growing conversation that is in our discord server
0: absolutely if there's one other thing we can ask you to do or maybe a couple other things one of them is to please tell your friends about get commanded we definitely want to reach as many commanded players as possible so mm. you got someone out there who's new to the game we feel like we're pretty big Beginner friendly, let them know. There's a there's a couple of guys in Melbourne, Australia who have a few tips that might help them out.
1: Yeah, and if you're like Australian and want to support Australian content creators, the only way we're gonna grow is if you tell your playgroup about us. And something I've noticed um recently with like, you know, content creation in general is everyone's doing some different stuff around Mm. content. Like a lot of people making gameplay content, a lot of people are making like, you know deck building tutorials and stuff like that. Yeah. We just talked for an hour about game length. I Mm. think what we're doing here is really interesting. And if you really like us, please share us. And... If you really want to support what we're doing, there is no better way to do it than with our Patreon page. Uh, it's linked in the show notes. Um, you can get a bunch of different support from Walt and I on deck building advice. Mm. You can play monthly games with us. I've just actually scheduled in one of our uh, patrons upcoming, so we get mm. to play with them soon. Um, and uh, we would like to personally
0: thank Fletcher Cutting for supporting us in the Space Commander tier. Fletch, you're the best. It's true. We'd also like to thank, again, Palms Off Gaming, who sponsored this podcast. They make some really fantastic deck boxes, sleeves, binders, basically anything you ever need, except the cards, uh, they have you covered. <laughs> so you can check them out at palmsoffgaming.com.au. Alright, well, it's tradition. Let's mm-hmm. planeswalk out of here. Yes, planeswalk into something not magic-related, yeah, sure. We're
1: going to planeswalk to a like basement concert venue in the heart of Melbourne Ooh. about uh, two weeks ago now.
0: Okay, it's very specific.
1: But it was where I saw in heart's wake performed just recently oh. uh, i know you don't know them because i know you don't listen to this type of music <laughs> but in heart's Tell wake about it. in heart's wake have been one of my like favorite local australian metalcore bands for like the past like a genuinely 10 years and i know it's wow. been 10 years because the show they played was the 10 year anniversary of their debut album
0: whoa yeah huge milestone
1: more huge was i was at the album launch for that (gasps) very album no way yeah what a
0: trip so you you went to the 10-year anniversary yes so
1: i was at the album launch and just a couple of weeks ago i went to the 10-year anniversary album like celebration and they played the entire album from top to bottom and then some extra songs it was awesome it was so so much fun and like all the people there were like all like my age as well like there were people that have grown yeah. up with the band like not a lot of like new listeners which was kind of nice in a weird way because i was like oh you guys really you, known the band's you know journey what talking about yeah like for example there's a there's a song called survival um and in the song they sample um you know in halo when you like i'm talking halo 2 here like okay. real old halo yeah you know when you get like a kill streak um and it goes killing frenzy yes you know that they sampled that in the song right before the breakdown wow so with the, the whole crowd and keep in mind metal concerts you have like a mosh pit so people yeah, are like dancing and throwing and pushing each other around so just before the breakdown it's like dun, 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 and then it goes killing frenzy and then it's dun, 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 like really heavy music yeah but the whole place this like and keep in mind this basement venue they used to play... I saw their album launch at a surf shop. They oh. played for, like, 35 to 50 people, I reckon. That right. was how many people they played for. Yeah. This venue probably holds, I reckon, like, maybe 300 people, maybe Whoa. maybe a little bit.
0: Okay, when you said basement, I was picturing small again. No, like, it, was oh, like, yeah. like, it's, um, it used to be the Hi-Fi. I can't
1: remember what it's called oh. now. Max Watts, I think it's okay. renamed, too. Sure. Cool venue, but yeah. it's got, like, a balcony and stuff where some people can sit and have a listen. But the pit was big... It was pretty intense and the whole place just yelled killing frenzy and it was just so they had a guy with like a master chief helmet on stage it was like really like you could tell they wrote that album when they were like in their early 20s late teens because they were referencing halo like that's so fun super cool concert and genuinely if you're a fan i know a couple of uh the listeners are actually metal fans because i've met some of you in person if you've not checked out in heart's wake they're from like byron bay they're a sick group go check them out they're incredible Highly recommend Divination. That's their first album. But I also recommend the new album, Kylugia, and Sky Dancer is another really good album. Cool. Check them out.
0: Definitely. Well, that's all we have time for. So we'll see you next Friday for another transmission from the Space Commanders.
1: Goodbye, Commander players. Bye.